Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve Podcast. Here's your host. Welcome to the How We Solve Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Lee, and today I'm joined by Douglas James. Douglas, uh, let's. I'll let you do the intro. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, man. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Happy to provide whatever value I can for your audience here. Douglas, uh, can you share with us your your background? Today, uh, I run a uh, digital marketing agency, um, but I didn't obviously do that right away. I'm actually from New Orleans, Louisiana. I ended up joining the the military. So I've spent about almost 11 years in the Navy, um, got to do really awesome stuff. I uh, traveled all over the world, um, went to Italy and, you know, spent two years over there. I was a hospital corpsman. So I worked in the medical field, right? So I got to go train like with the Marines. If they got shot, I put, you know, patched up their chests, you know, did all that kind of crazy stuff and uh, actually specialized in laboratory science where I work with pretty much if you go to the doctor and they're like, what's wrong with you? Oh, just here to spit in this cup or pee in this cup and, and we'll take some blood. I'm the guy that like looks at all your body fluids and pretty much tells the doctor exactly what's what's wrong with you. So yeah, I got to specialize in that. Before I got out of the military, like three, four years before I got out, I actually went on a humanitarian mission to the Pacific Islands um, right out of here in San Diego. We went to like Fiji, Papua New Guinea, the Philippines, went to Guam, you know, places like that. And the whole purpose of the uh, humanitarian mission was to pretty much just render, you know, free medical aid to all these less fortunate countries. And I actually got to volunteer and be a part of what's called the CB, the CBs. So the Navy has a construction battalion and they call them the CBs. So all they do is build stuff, you know, schools, hospitals, playgrounds, buildings for whatever, you know, and um, I was the medical aide. So on that deployment, I, um, that gave me the opportunity to actually go into, you know, the locals and the environment and build stuff. So we built the schools, we built the hospitals. It was, it was uh, amazing. Yeah, it was a crazy experience. And um, we got to uh, give kids like crayons and coloring books and soccer fields. Like it was super cool to come into a place where there was literally nothing and leave and just they have all this awesome stuff, you know, and we did like, you know, tier two, tier three types of surgeries, you know, but if it was like too evasive, like we couldn't really do it because it was a hospital ship, you know, so but yeah, man, that that deployment, the time in the military time in my service just kind of like putting me in a place where you know, this is super cool. I'm able to do and see amazing things and uh, I'm able to help people. But I realized, like, I always excelled really well, you know, in the military. And I always did really good for myself. I think my number one thing that I loved about the military the the most is being able to stand up to be a leader and do, you know, educate people. That's how I found my passion is education. Because if I was ever a time where I could, you know, be in front of people and whether I'm teaching like basic life support training, CLS or, you know, risk management, stuff like that. Um, I felt like this is it. Like, I, I, I love doing this stuff. So that's where I kind of like learned, you know, I have this particular passion. I have this drive to like help and do. I realized like after I got back from that deployment, I think that was like early 2015. I want to do something different. I want to do something more at that point that I've seen all that I could with the Navy. Fortunately for me, I didn't see war. I wasn't on the battlefields. I mentioned I did training with the Marines, but I didn't actually go out there. But I saw like a lot of third world things and it was kind of scary, right? So um, 
I think at that point, when I got back from the deployment, I realized like that's when I want to start a business and become an entrepreneur and give more and do more for charities and the churches that we're a part of today. And then, uh, you know, and, and try to make something else for myself. I feel like at that point, you know, I was ready to step away from the military and build something bigger so I can do more for like our community and my family. And uh, that's where I'm at today, man. Now I do digital marketing. So <laughs> thank you so much for sharing your, your background. That's so fascinating. And thank you for your service, uh, of course. So the challenge we're solving today is that you know, you're creating and building a business for yourself after um, your experience in the Navy. And the business is focused on local marketing using Google and Facebook. Can you share with us how you help local businesses tackle that challenge? So when I first started, you know, into the, the marketing space, just to give you a little bit more context, the first realization that I had was my first experience as an entrepreneur really was me working at a bar in a club, right? That was the first thing I was like running these tables and pretty much doing like VIP service for people that bought tables at a club. And I noticed when people would come up, I would, they would come up in these la lavish limos and party buses. And I personally never at that point in my life, I don't think I'd ever been in one yet. Even for prom, I borrowed my my uncle's car. I never was really in a, you know, like a limo or a party bus. And I was like, there's people rolling up at the club and there's 15, 20, 30 people coming out of these limos and party buses. Like this looks like a pretty cool business model, right? Even the club, I noticed people were coming in. You know, I would I would notice they would get free entry and then they would spend two hundred dollars at the bar. So I just kind of like started picking up on these things. And these are just two examples, like bars, clubs, and like limousine companies, right? And uh, my wheels just started turning. I was like, there is a want and a need for local services. Like these people are finding these businesses and brick and mortars and they're coming and, and spending money. Now, how are they finding them? They're probably doing like a Google search because when I'm looking for something locally, if I'm looking for to get a haircut or restaurant or something, like I go searching on Google or Bing, for example, right? But Google's like the biggest search and like 90% of users use that. So that was like the realization that I had. Like, so I was like, if I can get businesses' websites ranked high on page one or run Google ads, because Google ads show up at the top of the page, people will probably click them and more traffic will go to them. And that means I'm making the business more money, which they're probably happy to come around and pay me something too, right? And I noticed that phenomenon at the time. It is a phenomenon, right? Facebook, like we all scroll Facebook every single day. There's almost 3 billion active users and we see ads all the time. You know, people click on ads and, and see stuff, cute picture puppies, but then they're trying to sell you like HVAC services. Like, how does that have to do with anything? But so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, people write crazy ads, but I just started, no, I started picking up on these things and I started doing a lot of research and realized online media buying and paid advertising was like a thing. And SEO, search engine optimization, was a thing. So, I really started doing tons of research, learning about Google's algorithm, learning how to write ads and do ads on Facebook and Google and YouTube. And um, when I first started, like I told you, it was in the local brick and mortars. And, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with limousine company. My first client ever still pay me to this day for like five years now is a limousine company, actually. Yeah. And then, you know, dentists, chiropractors, gym owners, you know, all, all kinds of lawyers, attorneys, stuff like that. So your your step by step approach that I have here is is that you number one engage number two educate and number three dominate. Can you share a little bit about that with us? The first thing that you got to do with any consumer, you have to go. They, they need to see you. You have to engage with them. You have to put an ad in front of them. You have to smile. You have to put out content. 
that's really my first step in it. And that's as simple as, you know, engaging with your consumers. Um, an example, an old school example of that would be having someone stand out your business in a hot dog suit, flipping a sign, right? That's engaging, engaging with consumers, right? That's bringing their attention. How do you do that as a digital marketer? Can you share some of your, uh, your tips and advice? Really, it comes down to taking those, those old school things that you'll see, like getting in a suit in front of your business or getting a billboard on the side of the road and really using Facebook and Google's platforms to actually put that data, that information that you want them to see and put it on a digital billboard so that when they're scrolling or looking for information online, they see your ad, you know, because their attention's on their phone, you know, on their desktop computer. So, um, yeah, we've created cool billboard style ads, you know, where something that you would might see on side the road, you know, you would see an image like that or a video. It could be a video of a guy dancing in a hot dog suit, you know, and they, someone clicks on the video, they can see, oh, I'm, I am interested in getting my carpets clean for my home. That's really brilliant. You're basically translating what you would normally see in person for these local advertisements and translate it into a digital format that is familiar to them. That's awesome. And then, and then number two, how do you educate? What are some of the best practices for educating? People love data. They love science. They love numbers. So uh, if I'm trying to sell you, if I have a, a dentist and I'm trying to get them more clients for you know teeth cleaning, right? For example, we did the funny video. We might have done an image, whatever. Now it's time to, okay, we have your attention. Let me tell you why you need this offer that we're trying to give you. And we do that by giving them science, giving them numbers and education so they become not just a consumer, but an informed consumer. So for dentists, for example, I might throw a statistic out. Did you know that 65% of adults that don't get their teeth cleaned at least once per year suffer from, have a higher probability of suffering from gingivitis? So that's just one example, right? So we do things like that. Well, we'll, we'll look into the niche, we'll look into the industry, whatever the offer is, and we'll go find like what data is an online that proves that this is in demand, that someone would want to take action on this. And all we would do is we'll, t- we'll tell the consumer and inform them, you cannot do this and suffer these consequences, or you can do it and not suffer these consequences. And that's all we're doing in the education process. How does that education fit into the, the digital marketing? Is that, I presume you have a, like a email drip campaign or you know, how does that fit into say the, the, the Google ad strategy, right? Because on the Google ad, it's just one thing or do you incorporate the education right into the Google ad as well? Yeah, that's a good question. So, I mean, if it's a Google ad, for example, it could be some simple text, you know, San Diego Dental Clinic, click here for free teeth whitening or free cleaning, right? They click on the ad, they go over to what we call a landing page. It's simply a one, one page lander, landing page. And um, on that landing page, it could have the offer, free teeth whitening, it's recommended that, or, or you know, free teeth clean is recommended to get your teeth cleaned at least once a year. 65% of adults that don't have run the risk of gingivitis. So we might say something like that. We might even say it in a video ad that, that's on Facebook or YouTube. We might start off the first two, three seconds of a crazy person dancing in a hot dog suit and who turns around and says, hey, do you know that it's recommended that you get your teeth cleaned you know, once per year, 65% of adults that don't and run the risk of gingivitis. So that's, that's it. You find cool, creative ways of getting that information out either on your landing page or you know, through your video. And that's, that's how you turn consumers into informed consumers. Now they're looking at you 
not just as another ad or another business trying to sell them something, but as someone of value that's trying to actually teach them, educate them and give them value before you've even, they've even ever spent any money with you. And so does that just naturally lead into this, the, the domination phase or is there something specific to the domination? The domination phase is, is scale. Because in my, in my opinion, I know this for a fact, like the fastest way to grow any business, whether it be offline or online, I'm online. I like my traffic paid. You're right. So I, the fastest way to grow any business is to educate your consumers on your product and give them value that they can walk away feeling like they learned something new and educational. And if you're able to do that, you have generated a higher buyer intent consumer, not just like someone else just scrolling, right? So that naturally leads into a domination phase where like you're, you're number one. Like if they go to any business locally or online, they're going to go to the person that has educated them and, and walk them through the process of, of what it looks like. Do you have any uh, books or uh, references that you, you could recommend our listeners in this area of you know, dominating local marketing? So for books, for me, um, you know, I actually spend a lot of time with mindset, actually. I think a lot of the local marketing and I think a lot of the paid ad stuff and Google ad stuff, I haven't found too many books that are too great. I think that for me personally, I've just had to learn through the trenches. There's definitely beginner books and a lot of good books out there. I can't recommend any, any personally. For me, it's been more like just spending your first dollar, like getting the ball rolling, like learning this stuff because there's no perfect book or perfect system out there that's going to teach it to you. The best way to do it is just to get in the trenches and do it yourself. So I spend a lot of my time honestly getting out of my own way. So I, I, do, I do focus on uh, a lot of mindset when it comes to, to books and expanding my brain. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite books is like uh, Atomic Habits from uh, James Clear. I actually got it right here. James Clear. Um, yeah. You have that book, do you? <laughs> yeah, I have it. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, we're getting one, better 1% every day. You know, I mean, I think a lot of people think that we, I mean, we we're just talking about a lot of people think they're just going to jump in and be the best advertiser, marketer, or business owner, or wife, or husband, or dad. And it, it's all about realizing, you know, this thing's a journey, life's a journey. And every single day you wake up, you got to put in the effort, you got to put in the points, you got to put in the work that's necessary to get things done, you know, and it's not going to happen overnight. Don't expect like huge results the next day, but slowly over time, you know, if you're getting, constantly getting better. I love that. Shockingly, you're the first guest on this entire show that I can remember that has uh, brought up Atomic Habits, even though I know it's influenced a lot of successful entrepreneurs like yourself. What are some of the best ways for our listeners to, to reach you or your, your business? My main website, I mean, if you just Google, Google Douglas James, you'll find a lot of stuff. But if you want to go to a specific site, thedouglasjames.com, T-H-E, douglasjames.com is my website. Also, uh, Instagram, you could find me um, at the underscore Douglas James as well. Yeah, I mean, YouTube as well. If you look up Douglas James on YouTube, we post uh, a lot of content on there as well. So it's, it's pretty easy to find me. I think, I think I'm competing with like one other Douglas James and he's a wrestler. And then there's like some Douglas James showerheads in Australia. So that's the only Douglas James that are, I think are important right now <laughs> but that I can find online anyway. That's so funny. Alrighty. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's a real pleasure. Absolutely, Sean. Thank you so much for having me. Hopefully uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to chat with you again. <laughs> we'll do, man. It's been great. Thanks. 
Is your sales team spending too much time researching leads and accounts? We take over all the labor-intensive sales development tasks so your team can focus on building relationships and closing more deals. We don't just build lists. We take a strategic research-based approach to find your team qualified leads every day. Ready to start? Schedule your free consultation at taskdrive.com. That's T-A-S-K-D-R-I-V-E.com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.